Hello, and welcome to the Letters from Our Fathers podcast, where we explore the actual history of America's founding fathers from their own written words and personal correspondence, but without modern partisan political ideologies. I am your host, Roman. Now let's learn some real history. Absolutely. Welcome back to the Letters from Our Founding Fathers podcast, where TLDR does not apply and the study of history is a way of life. For those of us who actually do enjoy studying history, and there are a great many of us, of course, there's a bunch of people out there who enjoy it. I know that. There's a lot of history enthusiasts out there. And this is a way of life for us, isn't it? Uh, I, I can tell you I have more I have more history books books about history than just about any any other anything else for that matter I mean it's just a I have some books on uh, politics and philosophy and I have books on uh, fiction books of course I have some fictional books that I like to read occasionally and then uh, mostly history though mostly history books uh, so this is going to be episode number thirty nine of the podcast welcome to it uh, very short form podcast on this episode maybe shorter than usual even because honestly I'm feeling the uh, the scheduling pressures again. I got so much, so much stuff going on. It's uh, hard for me sometimes to break away and actually record the regularly scheduled podcast. Although I think I've been 100% so far since the beginning of the podcast. I don't think I've ever missed an upload uh, per the schedule, which is uh, Thursdays and Mondays. But on this episode, I think I just want to have a short discussion about um, something I mentioned in the previous episode. Again, that that seems to be the way this goes. I'll say something on one episode and I'll be like, you know, I didn't spend a lot of time on that. Why don't I expand on that? Because maybe it's uh, worthwhile to expand on it. And in this particular instance, it was a statement I made that, you know, the people like John Adams and Samuel Adams and Benjamin Franklin and, and a number of others, I mean, you, the list the list just goes on, of course, you know, a John Hancock, perhaps, or some somebody of that nature, but that they were the best of us, that they were the best of the United States. And I, I talked about that before in terms of the greatest generation. Do I think that the World War II generation was the greatest generation? That is to say, the generation that fought World War II. And the answer to the question was no, I don't think that they were the greatest generation. I I think that um, the revolution generation was the was the greatest, and I gave reasons for that. But on an intellectual level, not just an achievement level, but also an intellectual level, do I think that the founding fathers, more specifically, a certain set of them, not all of them, but a certain set of the founding fathers, like John Adams, Samuel Adams, John Hancock, and people like them, do I believe that they were the best of us? Is that true? Were they the best of us? And is has it been all downhill from there? I really do believe that, and people are gonna people are gonna disagree with me. Not everybody. Some people might might agree with me on that one, but some people are going to disagree with me on that one. Um, I, I think I think since the founding of this country, it's been a constant battle to try to just keep this thing together, to keep the union together, and to keep the Constitution adhered to. That is to say, make sure that we follow the Constitution instead of ignoring it, instead of throwing it into the ash heap of history, instead of running it through the shredder, uh, like like some folks want to do. And those people are out there. It's not uh, it's not conspiracy theory. It's not the boogeyman. There are people walking around in the United States by the millions who want to run the Constitution through a shredder. Believe me, if if that weren't the case, the con the, the country would not be so conflicted as it is. So yes, I believe that since the founding of the country, it's just been a desperate battle to try to keep this thing held. Together. And sometimes we have some victories, and sometimes we have some losses, but that's that's really what it is. There hasn't been any great 
achievement, in my opinion, really since the founding of the country. There there have been great uh, issues settled that, that have been going on since the founding. The Civil War, you know, kind of settled one of those issues, and, and rightfully so. It's a sad day when it takes a civil war to actually solve a problem like that, and honestly, it didn't have to be that way. But there were, um, there were, there were forces on both sides that were very intransigent and very belligerent. And when you, when you combine those two forces together, a kind of ideological intransigence and belligerence, what you get is this kind of um, conflict that looks like the Civil War. And, you know, people like to glorify that, that Civil War, you know, because they weren't there. Anybody who tries to glorify the Civil War, by the way, I, I really don't have a lot of patience for those people. I'll just put it that way because they um, they weren't there and they don't know what it was like. And it wasn't it wasn't glorious. There was nothing glorious about it, and there was nothing um, there's nothing particularly exciting about it. But uh, before I get too far off topic, you know, it was um, it was the founding fathers that really set the country in motion and gave us the opportunity to do a lot of the great things that we've done. Gave us the opportunity to have a Bill of Rights and gave us the opportunity to live the the liberties and the freedoms that are discussed in there, like the freedom of speech and the press and the right to assemble and petition and all the rest of that, and to be protected from unreasonable searches and seizures, excessive fines and penalties, cruel and unusual punishment, etc., etc. The Founding Fathers gave us that opportunity. It wasn't anybody since then. Nobody since then gave us that great opportunity. It was them. And I, you know, I really do think that, you know, I don't think that we'll ever quite get back to the place where we have those kind of people assembled in the same place again. To have the the genius of a John Adams and the spirit of a Samuel Adams and the, the conviction and determination of a John Hancock and the incredible wisdom of a Benjamin Franklin. I don't think it'll ever happen again. In the history of the world, I don't think it'll ever happen again. I think it was quite unique. And that is that says that's saying something because there's I mean today there's eight there's seven to eight billion people in the world why shouldn't it happen again there's a lot more people today than there were back then there's a lot more opportunity for those people those kind of people to live again and to do that kind of thing again to set people free from a tyrannical government they didn't set everybody free that came later but they set a lot of people free and they they started the process but you know the reason why you know it won't happen again is because it was this perfect confluence of events and personality and education and intellect and religion and sensibility and determination, integrity, virtue, all these things. It was the perfect focal point of all of these things kind of c- combining together. And that's that's a kind of magic that you just can't capture again. Now, that's not to depress everybody out there to say that, oh my gosh, you know, it's all downhill from there. That means the country is doomed. No, it means all we have to do is hold on to it. All we have to do is do what Benjamin Franklin told us to do. I've mentioned this quote a number of times recently. Benjamin Franklin was asked, what kind of government do we have? And he said, a republic, if you can keep it. Not a democracy, ladies and gentlemen, a republic. Because remember, this podcast is where democracy goes to die. You know, and honestly, it's not really a joke either. I do I do actually believe that this podcast is where democracy goes to die because democracy is not what the founding fathers wanted. They wanted a republic. But yes, we must keep it. And that's the desperate battle that I've spoken about for the last 250 years is a nonstop, day-in, day-out, knockdown dragon out struggle to try to keep it to try to do what benjamin franklin told us to do and that's the best we're ever going to be able to do i i think i don't know that we're ever going to be able to best the founding fathers and if any and, and people like to make promises people like to make really really elaborate promises about utopia about everything for everybody 
all the time. And it's it's all a bunch of um, it's all a bunch of utopiast crap, really. At the end of the day, you know, freedom and liberty is is basic. It's basic. Uh, the pursuit of happiness is, is fairly basic. You know, people like to promise you happiness, and, and those are the people who try to replace the founding fathers. They try to they try to promise you the world, and they and they they will they will promise you the world, and they'll promise you happiness. They'll say to you, you have the right to happiness, and these these people can't replace the founding fathers. They can't. They're not better than the founding fathers. Not even close. So yeah, don't don't think these people are going to best what the founding fathers did because they're not. Not going to happen. Uh, people have made promises like that before. They made promises like that in the Soviet Union. How'd that work out? So what do we do? You know, if we can't if we can't ever recapture what the founding fathers were, we can't ever get those people together again. What do we do? What do we do at this point? Honestly, you know, we we do what we've been doing on this podcast, which is listen to the founding fathers and 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 listen to this what they told us to do, what they suggested that we do. And they weren't right in every case, by the way. They weren't 100% right. They weren't perfect. I disagree with some of these folks on a number of things. But I think the broad strokes, the big picture, what they were really driving towards in many cases was was very was very good and very very much what we should be doing. And that's the Declaration of Independence in a nutshell. That's the big picture. That's the mission statement. So we don't we don't need another set of founding fathers and we don't need these people with their promises of utopia. What we need is to listen, open our ears and listen. I think I think everybody's parents told told them to do that at one point in time when they were young, right? Listen, right? How many people's parents told them to do that? And how often did we not do that? And we have the same problem as adults. Sometimes people don't like to listen. That's where TLDR comes into play, right? Too long, didn't read, or TLWR, too long, won't read. It's a failure to listen, to listen to the voices of the past, the people, the, the wise old men who had been there and done that. All these lessons that people are trying to relearn, they're trying to reinvent the wheel, they're trying to understand government, they're trying to play games with government. They're trying to dance with the devil. And no, I'm not saying that government is the devil. Uh, there, there's, a, there's a brand of politics that is the devil, though. And they try to do this little dance with it to try to negotiate with all these with all these uh, bizarro world personalities that come out of the woodwork to promise them the world. When all they got to do, and they're going through these these weird rituals and these weird games and, and contorting themselves into a pretzel, trying to figure out what's good government and what's bad government and how does this work and how does that work and maybe we should try this and maybe we should try that when all they need to do is shut up and listen to the Founding Fathers. Because they already did all that. They already invented the wheel. You don't need to reinvent the wheel. If you try to reinvent the wheel, all you're going to do is cause problems for yourself and for everybody else around you. So stop it. You know, I was told one time a long time ago when I was a kid, work smart, not hard. And honestly, there's always going to be hard work. I don't care what you do. But the point was, don't work harder than you have to. Don't make more work for yourself than you have to. Sometimes there's a smart way to do thing, do something, and then there's, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a harder way to do it that doesn't make any sense. You reach the same goal no matter what. So why not just do it the smart way instead of hurting yourself doing it the hard way? Don't do more damage to yourself than you have to. And so, you know, my, my advice to people out there would be quit trying to reinvent the wheel and quit trying to play games with some, with some bizarre modern notion of government. Government is what it is. It always will it always will be the same thing no matter what you do. You can't change it, you can't manipulate it, you can't make it what you want it to be. It's like history that way. History is never going to be what you want it to be. Neither is government. Government is what it is. The best thing you can do is follow the model, the systems that work to keep government in the right place, to keep good government. Like we've had historically in the United States fairly good government. And yes, there's there's exceptions to that at various moments in time. But the constitution has has largely worked for the most part. 
aren't. And if you want to maintain that, if you want to keep that going, then I'd say listen to the founding fathers, the people who built the thing. You know, it's like it's like if you're gonna if you're gonna keep a car running, an old classic car or a modern car for that matter, and the engine is getting old, it's not working well anymore. You need to fix it. You need to replace some parts. You need to you need to keep that engine going. Probably best to see, go back and look at the the manual or the instruction booklet from the people who built the thing. If you're gonna if you're gonna try to work with it, if you're gonna try to keep that system moving, go back and read the manual for, or the instructions, the the template, the blueprints from the person who built it. Probably a good idea. But instead, we try to reinvent the wheel. Not all of us. I don't. And I know a lot of listeners to this podcast don't. But when I say we, I mean generally we, you know, in the United States as a, as a you know, society. Society as a whole tries to reinvent the wheel. Because frankly speaking, it just doesn't have time to go back and read this stuff. Because it doesn't want to. TLDR. What a sad commentary. It's a good thing the Founding Fathers weren't weren't uh, the victims of TLDR. Otherwise, we would not have the country that we have. Uh, frankly speaking, the, the country would have collapsed in on itself probably during the Revolutionary War, and it never would have never would have made it out. And there would be no Bill of Rights. There would be no Declaration of Independence. No Constitution. Nothing. Because they, they, they read the books that they needed to read to get the job done. They read the, they read the books of the people who came before them. And they studied the, the instruction booklet. That's what we need to do. And that's what we do on this podcast. That's why this podcast is valuable. Because for a long time, you know, people had all, all the reasons in the world not to go back and listen to the, uh, the Founding Fathers, the people who built the engine. They had all the reason in the world not to go back and, and listen to what they had to say because they had to go and find the books. And boy, isn't that a burden. Oh, gosh, I got to go find the books. Which book do I buy? There's this book and that book. And there's information scattered across all this books, all these books. And I, I kind of got to, oh, my. And then I got to sit down and I actually got to read the thing. Or I got to go to a library and I got to do research. Or I got to take a, I got to take a college course on something. Uh, the founding fathers, the revolution, and and hope and pray that the history professor is actually an honest broker and not some lying, manipulative lunatic who's trying to feed me a ration of crap. Well, good news, you don't have to do that anymore. You don't have to, you know, lament, uh, you know, the fact that you have to go out and buy the books and all the rest of it because we have this podcast here, our study group for the founding fathers, and it's very important that you know other people come and join our study group. And for those of you who do try to get the word out about the podcast, I really appreciate that. Because, you know, it's it's really only because of you that the podcast grows at all. In part, you know, sometimes people stumble into it, you know, searching through podcasts online and searching for other things. But uh, a lot of it is, you know, word of mouth, you know, people getting the word out there about the podcast. Because again, if we don't study this stuff, you know, really, we're just a bunch of bumbling fools at the end of the day, trying to reinvent the wheel. And, you know, a nation of 320 million bumbling fools trying to reinvent the wheel doesn't sound like a good idea to me. Does it sound like a good idea to you? You know, and some people think their salvation is going to be found in modern commentary. What do I mean by modern commentary? Modern commentary meaning modern commentary on current events. There's nothing wrong with modern commentary on current events, by the way. It's very necessary. You have to know what's going on in the world. But that's not going to be our salvation. That's not that's not going to keep us that's not going to keep this machine running because the problem with that is it's always focused in today. It's always focused in the right now. It's perpetually stuck in right now. Current events, modern commentary. It's always stuck in the same place. It doesn't really have a a, a good perspective going back through the past. And there's 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 flickers and glimmers of that, but it it, it isn't really a, a clear picture. We really have to go deep into history and deep into what the founding fathers were trying to accomplish to understand the machine 
we we are basically you know we've inherited something here a, a machine a system and we find ourselves you know it's like it's like you're on a farm and you 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 know or you go and visit the old family farm maybe your grandparents and your parents used to run this farm and they inherited it from their parents and grandparents and there's this machine on the farm that really makes the farm work and without that machine the farm doesn't work anymore and really horrible things happen. Farm doesn't work, food doesn't get made, people don't get fed, people die. That Those kind of bad things. So you find yourself, you, you get word that your parents and your grandparents have left you this farm, and you go out there and you find this machine on the farm, and you, th and you think to yourself, how in the world does this thing work? And that's kind of how we're all born into this world, isn't it? Especially into the United States with this Constitution, this Declaration of Independence, these Bill of Rights, and all the rest of it. How is this machine actually supposed to work? I mean, I know what people are telling me about the machine. I mean, you got the nosy neighbor telling you how the machine works. You got the crackpot lunatic down the street who doesn't know it, his head from a hole in the ground. He's telling you how it works, and you got the village idiot up the block. He's trying to tell you how it works, but how does it really work? Who built this thing? Maybe I should look there. Maybe I should go and try to figure out who built the machine in the first place. Maybe there's an instruction booklet laying around somewhere. Instead of listening to the village idiot, maybe I ought to just read the instruction booklet. Instead, we're listening to the village idiot, or we're listening to, you know, somebody who means well, who's not the village idiot, but they don't have the first clue how this machine works. Because they don't pay any, they don't really pay any attention to it, really. Maybe they give it a cursory glance here and there. They've passed by it a few times. They think they know how it works, but they really don't. But they mean well. Well, I mean, you know, good intentions are, are all lovely and everything, and that really uh, that really makes me feel warm and fuzzy inside. But frankly speaking, uh, a productive life isn't built on good intentions. So what do you do? Listen to the instruction booklet. If you've got an instruction booklet, thank your lucky stars. Don't ignore it. But that's what we do in this country. We go to the instruction booklet and we ignore it. It takes too long. TLDR. I don't have time to read the instruction booklet. I'll just listen to the village idiot or the crackpot lunatic down the street or that... Or that uh, uh, nosy neighbor, I'll listen to them about how this machine is supposed to work, although they don't know any better than I do, because they've never read the instruction booklet either. So it's like the blind leading the blind. That's what we do in this country, more often than not. And then you've got the saboteur, who occasionally comes around the machine, trying to throw a wrench into the machine and break it. And he's trying to tell you how the machine is supposed to work. Meanwhile, the whole time, he's breaking stuff, he's snapping off gears, he's throwing things into the ditch so you, so you, parts, so you can't find them. But he's, he's got you hoodwinked. He's got you thinking he's some wise old sage who really understands how this machine works. Meanwhile, the whole time, he's sabotaging it. He's breaking it. Are you going to listen to this, this, this supposed wise old man, this sage who's really sabotaging the machine the whole time? The village idiot, the nosy neighbor, the well-intentioned moron who frankly doesn't know what they're doing? Or are you going to go back and read the instruction manual. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'll tell you what I have done, and I'll tell you what I am doing. I'm going to go back and I'm going to read the instruction manual, and I'm going to read the notes and the blueprints of the founders, the ones who built the machine, the machine that has given hundreds of millions of people their freedom. Because it's not the crackpot lunatic down the street, it's not the nosy neighbor or the saboteur, and it's not the village, village idiot that gave these people their freedom. It was the founders and that machine that they built. And I will read that instruction manual, and I will continue to do so. And I hope that you all will join me, and you'll read the instruction manual with me. And together, as a group, in our study group here, we can keep that machine going, despite the saboteur, despite the village idiot, the lunatic down the street, the nosy neighbor, and the befuddled moron who thinks they know what they're doing. And they mean well, but they don't. They don't know what they're doing. Because the instructions are there, and they've been there the whole time, just waiting, just waiting for somebody to come along and pick them up and read them so that they can keep that machine going. Because there are 320 million people today, even, even if most of them don't even 
realize how valuable this freedom and liberty is, and they take it for granted. It's there for them, and they take advantage of it every day, I guarantee you that, even if they don't appreciate it, even if they hate it, even if they hate the people who built the machine. They still take advantage of it, hypocrites such as they are. And then there's us who do appreciate it, who are not hypocrites. And if a hundred years from now, you want the, po the probably at that point in time 600, 800 million people who might be in this country at that time, if you want them to be able to enjoy this freedom and this liberty, better keep that machine working. Because I'll tell you the truth, the saboteur isn't going to stop. The village idiot is going to keep doing what the village idiot always does. And that crazy lunatic down the block, he's going to keep doing what he does, and the well-intentioned befuddled moron, she's going to keep doing what she does. So somebody has to hold the line. Somebody has to be the, the voice of reason in a sea of chaos. And is that going to be you? I certainly hope so. It is my constant endeavor to be that voice to the extent possible. And as always, I consider it a great honor that I am joined by you, the people who listen to this podcast, who are part of this study group, because you give up your time in ways that others won't and some never will. You read the instruction booklet with me, the guide, the blueprints, so that this machine can keep going. And I thank you immensely for that. And the Founding Fathers, Fathers, again, if they were here, I firmly believe that they would thank you for doing that as well. And they would consider it a great honor to have people such as yourselves, whether you live in the United States or you're outside the country, to have you listening to the instructions that they left behind. They may have been flawed men. They were not perfect. And some had more flaws than others. Some were very troubled people. But together, they certainly built something truly unique and amazing in the history of the world. And it gave a great many people good opportunity. So let us march on and let us continue to learn from the founding fathers of the United States of America. So I hope you enjoyed this episode of the podcast, and I hope you enjoyed this discussion and my thoughts around this particular topic. And if you do, or if you don't, in either case, good news, I want to hear from you. Uh, leave a review on the podcast and just leave a comment or a question or a thought uh, about the podcast, whatever, what have you. If you have a question, I check the, the reviews on Apple Podcasts. If you have a question, leave it there, and I will try to answer the question. As long as it's a productive question, even if it's, even if it's a criticism of sorts, I, I will still answer it as long as it's constructive criticism. And we will march on. So with that, I, you know, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I, as always, I try to put some work into this so that you get some uh, thought-provoking content, at least. And I, I hope you join me for the next episode of this podcast as well. I uh, hope you continue to share the podcast with uh, folks that you may know who may be interested in this particular content or may have a need for this content. Maybe they're just not getting this information anywhere else. They're not getting it in school. They're not getting it in their formal education. And they don't have time to read the books. A lot of people don't. So you want to deliver to them in audio form, uh, a study group uh, that they can join so that they can uh, have the benefit of learning uh, from the Founding Fathers and, and learning from history, generally speaking. Please share the podcast uh, if, you, uh, if you know anybody like that. And with that said, this is Roman signing out. Thank you. <laughs>